You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Arn. This is Paul Bromwell and today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of That Spine Buster, the 1A tag team wrestlers, our television champion, and the man who said the last time we were going through his history that he would slap granny in the mouth for 50 cents. Yes, he did. We heard it right here. He's the enforcer. He's double A. He's Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you this week, my friend? Well, that let's so we're clear. That was just for shock value. And it worked. Uh-oh. My granny is the greatest. But it did it was shock value as you could ascertain hey it was all about heat in those days man and uh and you you were a heat magnet when it came to some of that stuff and and entertaining as hell Arn, speaking of entertaining as hell because we're just jumping right in brock was on last week ask brock anything look at you sporting that proud dad sporting the commitment to excellent brock anderson t-shirt looks sharp but we have got nothing but great responses and feedback on social for having him on the show what a great time we had with your son well, thanks, and he, you know what, he had a blast, too. He, uh, he's an intelligent kid, he really is, and, uh, you know, he's current on a lot of stuff. He's a, a little bit of a uh, this-day Kevin Sullivan as far as the sports information that he knows and, and all that, and he loves the business. He's having a blast, so I'm glad everybody enjoyed him. I know that he enjoyed all the questions, so thanks to everybody that participated. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. He was uh, he was great, and it was great to uh, get into his mind a little bit and just to see you as father and son uh, for about an hour. Just go back and forth and talk about you know your influence on him, his influence. Uh, you know whether it's with other wrestlers, Shawn Michaels being his favorite wrestler, and some of the memories that he recounted, and just uh, seeing uh, some of the matches. A lot of fun. And again, as Arn said, thank you to those who contributed with some great questions. Uh, for that conversation. Uh, a few things before we dig in, because we're going to jump into July 1993 this week, but I want to remind you, arnlinks.com. That's where you want to check it out and keep up with everything that we have going on. Maybe it's past episodes. Maybe it's you want to find our merch store where you can buy t-shirts uh, like I'm wearing today or the Four Horsemen uh, gear like right behind me if you're watching on YouTube. Arn, it's getting chilly uh, here in the Northeast. I don't know. I know it takes a little bit longer, but I know down south, but man, it's almost time to break out. And this is the time to place the order to get that horseman jacket. Yeah, uh, I plugged it a, probably a month ago just so I don't want you know us to get backed up, which kind of happened a little bit last year. If you're looking for the you know those those cold nights or you're looking for a great Christmas present, now's the time to get started because you do not see a lot of those jackets. You know, it's it's a rarity. It's a conversation piece. The quality work is second to none. So I tell you, get started. Arn is the exclusive owner of the trademarks. If you're buying something else, you're buying fake shit. This is the real deal right here from the website. Uh, you can go to Box of Gimmicks as well, take you right to the Four Horsemen store, and it is fantastic quality. We have great partners that are put, putting this product out. Arn was very picky, making sure that we picked a vendor that really met the quality demands. And Arn, you've been more than happy with the product that we have available now, not only with the jacket, but the hats. And you made a great point when you talk about christmas you want to have that jacket in your possession so that you can have it gift wrapped and ready for the horseman fan in your life so this is the time to take advantage of it absolutely you know in the hats which i knew they were because we're you know wrestling fans a lot of adult males wear hats they're starting to catch on they're starting i'm starting to bring some to some of the signings that i'm doing the comic cons and stuff and different shows and, and people are going oh god I didn't know you had those, and, you know, I like that. That's good work. They're starting to catch on. Sharp hats as well. Arn, for the first time, and we can say this publicly, and I have not mentioned this on the show. You haven't talked about it, but I thought now's as good a time as, as any. Ultra Pro Wrestling. Arn has been announced as a downloadable character for this video game that's going to be released in 2024. How Haney. Uh, artist extraordinaire has drawn and designed Arn Anderson. They put it out on Twitter and social media several weeks ago, but we haven't mentioned it yet here on the show. And I thought, why don't we start priming the pump now? I know the game isn't released until sometime next year, but Arn, you're going to be a downloadable character available on a video game. How exciting is that? Well, it's another one of those that I missed over the years. You know, uh, I haven't wrestled in so long. It was just... One of those things, that I, the video games is not something that I was a part of. So to me, it's a big thrill. And uh, they, they sound like they know what they're doing, and uh, they're excited about it. And uh, they reached out to the both of us and uh, just so that I could make sure the conversation was what I heard. I, I doubled back to you, and it looks like a great opportunity for all wrestling fans to finally have me as a playable character. 
It is the roster is phenomenal when you talk about less wrestling legends that are going to be available as downloadable characters. But Arn, you're right up there with all of them. And uh, again, I cannot put over Hal Haney enough for the tremendous job that he's done in designing you. Uh, it is you. There's no question about it. It looks tremendous. And we're super excited. And more to come on this show as it gets closer and we get more information on release date. But I just wanted to drop that nugget out there right now. Really excited about Ultra Pro Wrestling. You can find him on, on social media, Twitter, X, all of it as well. Follow our man Hal Haney, too. If you don't have uh, any of his artwork, I have several pieces behind me. That guy does tremendous work, so really excited about that. Uh, Arm, we'll keep it going here because speaking of artwork, your comic, uh, My Life is Wrestling's Enforcer, it's in the final stages. It's an exciting time to be an Arn Anderson fan, my, my friend. It's on the slow boat from China, I guess. That's, <laughs> you know, I, I talked to Dirk today just to, okay. get an, uh, just to get an update, and he just said it's the same thing. I guess the issues are with the, the printing and the publishing and shortage of paper and literally getting it shipped over here is, is what's taking the time. But, I mean, it's, it's ready to go, and everybody's excited about that as well so don't give up thank you for your patience i know a lot of people have said they tried to get it through amazon and it sold out and all that we're we're going to do every everything we can to make sure it's available as soon as we can and you know what i can't wait for arm while you're out doing all these appearances and you start signing your own comic book uh that's another piece of piece of business that people can get your autograph on and it's going to be an awesome collector's item well it's just going to be there and it's going to be handy and i think it's going to appeal to more than one group of people not just wrestling fans i think there's some some people that might pick that up and go mm, this looks a little different Let's see what we got here hopefully you're going to reach out to some some different folks well Arn, listen one more piece of business as uh as our friend conrad says before we jump into july 1993 and that is Arn ad free shows i got to talk about them we've been a part of this network for a while a fellow horseman is joining the stable this month over on adfreeshows.com. That's right, three-time world heavyweight champion, the total package, Lex Luger. He's joining for an exclusive interactive series. It's called Lex Expressed, and uh, we have a clip kind of talking about it, but it is going to premiere on Saturday, October 7th at 10 a.m. Guys, listen, if you're not an ad-free show member yet, I don't know what else it's going to take, but let's play this real quick clip of what you can expect with this new series, Lux Expressed. Ad-Free Shows is home to a Hall of Fame lineup of legends and icons, and we continue to add to that legacy with a three-time world heavyweight champion who stunned the wrestling world on the debut episode of Monday Nitro, firing the first shot in the Monday Night War. What in the hell is he doing here? From the football field... To the wrestling ring, a physical specimen. He's run with the horsemen and the wolf pack. A narcissist, an American hero, the master of the torture rack. He's the total package, Lex Luger. It's Lex Expressed, arriving in October, exclusively on adfreeshows.com. Lex will be joined by Conrad Thompson every month, looking back at some of his most memorable moments and matches. And in this special interactive format, Lex will also be answering questions from the live studio audience, which is you. Available at the $29 level and up. And Top Guy members can join Lex live. It's Lex Expressed. Coming soon to adfreeshows.com. 
Dude, it doesn't get any bigger than what Ad Free Shows is putting out right now. The total package is at, over at Ad Free Shows with the total package. What do you say, man? One of your former bandmates joining the club. Another guy from my era that had a storied career. He's got a lot to say and a lot of, you know, a lot of input. And you know, he had a tremendous run and tremendous career. And what he brought to the business was. Uh, was something that you didn't see every day. Not many guys walking around looked like Lex Luger, that's for sure. And you want to talk about one of the nicest guys to talk to uh, nowadays, Arn? I mean, come on, you can't say enough good things about where he's at in his life. Absolutely, absolutely, and he is, you know, he's toughed out some, some horrifying health issues, and he's, you know, fought and hung in there and, did all the things you have to do to overcome something like that. I mean, that's a, from where he was as a physical specimen, you know, to having to fight every day just to maintain a quality life and, you know, good health. Again, not a lot of people could have pulled that off. Absolutely. So, guys, Saturday, October 7th, as this show drops on the main feed, it's at 10 a.m. Eastern. You're going to be able to see that. And, and by the way, this is in addition to Tuesday with the Taskmaster with Arn and I's friend Kevin Sullivan, the Hacksaw Hour with oh, Jim Duggan and the book with David Crockett. So check it out, adfreeshows.com. Arn, with all this out of the way, let's talk about you and all things July 1993. Two weeks ago, prior to having Brock on the show, we talked about all things June 1993, including, as we said at the top of the show, your willingness to smack Granny in the mouth. And we had a lot of fun with this. But this week, we're going to move the story forward as we go into July. With much of our discussion, it's going to be centered around Beach Blast 1993. And as we saw two weeks ago, all three of the horsemen were involved in programs with title implications. You have Flair, right? He's challenging former horseman Barry Windham for the world title, which, by the way, he never actually lost because Flair had, had moved on. Now he's come back to the company. We have you and Paul Roma, and you guys are trying to settle your battle with the Hollywood Blondes for the tag team titles. So you guys are all up in it for the tag team gold. But before we get to Biloxi, Mississippi, I thought we could take a look at the July 3rd WCW Worldwide episode where Jesse the Body Ventura interviews the horsemen. That's right, you, Paul, and uh, Rick. And uh, we want to hear what the three of you had to say in this interview. Guys, this is from July 3rd, 1993. Let's take a look. Standing by with the four horsemen, or the horsemen as they're called today, I got a two-part question for you guys. First of all, Two weeks away, Beach Blast, Nature Boy Ric Flair, you get your shot at the NWA title and Big Barry Windham. What I get, buddy, is a shot at being the man one more time. And Barry Windham, you can run, you can hide, you can plead, and you can beg. But your name's on the dotted line. And you gotta show up! So baby, we're gonna stop at profile! Art Anderson, Paul Roma, you get your shot at the Hollywood Blondes. And I gotta reiterate what they called you not long ago. They said, the fat man, the old man, and the idiot. Yeah, well let me tell you something, Hollywood Blondes. You can do all your talking, all your joy. 
But it's not going to save you that night when you get in the ring with my partner and myself. You're going down to the four horsemen. They say the horsemen are human, but we can also be inhuman. That you will find out very soon. I promise you. Well, for Tony Schiavone, this is Jesse the Body Ventura. The old man one time. Anyway, for Tony Schiavone, this is Jesse the Body Ventura. Who in the? Do you even know who that was? That random? I think so. I hope so. I mean, I, I hope it just wasn't somebody's wife that he snatched. It's just, I mean, okay. So for those that aren't watching, Flair just grabs some girl who knows who it is, just gives her the big old lip lock. I mean, it, you, listen, you talk about entertaining that guy, something else. But uh, a couple things from this post match interview here, Arn, and not to beat the dead horse, n- no pun intended, uh, but it's clear Roma is just not as comfortable in front of, of, of the, with the mic in front of him. It, it was just uh, shoehorning him into a situation that you couldn't have a winner in. I just don't believe anything after Blanchard was going to be adequate. But you know what? I look at it, right? And you got to think on one side of me, if I'm Paul Roma, I have the nature boy, Ric Flair. On the other side of me, I have the enforcer, Arn Anderson, both, by the way, who are going to talk in this interview. And I got to come in and I got to say a few lines too. You want to talk about intimidating, my friend. That's an intimidating circumstance to be put in. I don't care how tenured or how long you've been in the game for. So I, I'll give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. But, hey, he's a horseman. So expectation is you got to be ready. Well, my question was, was I the old guy or was I the idiot or was I the fat guy? They call- I could have very easily been all three. Do you want me to tell you what it was? <laughs> I remember. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I know. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm pretty sure I know, but I, I, it could have all been directed. You, you, you could have worked for all three in that one. I, I love qualified it. for <laughs> for that all that positioning. Listen, and no, listen. It's just all heat, like you said. You were slapping grandma, and they're trying to slap back at you. But uh, man, you were a stud in that ring. But the other thing is, Jesse, did you catch how he corrects himself? No longer the four horsemen. He hurry ups and change it to the horsemen. So uh, you know. They had we had watched where Oli was introduced at Slamboree as one of the members, but that was only that one night affair. And uh, but yeah, that fourth spot never filled. And here we go. That's no longer the four horsemen. It's now just three of you, and it's just the horsemen. Do you ever remember kind of that discussion? Well, when I look back on it, it was the same theory was prevalent at that time. It was more about protecting Rick than anything else. Other than having him just stand alone, let's face it, he made a lot of enemies, you know. He would have been picked off by a lot of guys had he not had a support system around him. That's just reality. We, you know, we pissed a lot of people off. We made a lot of enemies. There's no doubt about that. And to have me willing to just step back into the role that I had always had, you know, I had his back was probably a better fix for him and it's a it, it gave the horseman a lot more stroke I think than if we all just would have went our separate ways you know yeah and I guess there uh, there had to be some type of conversation obviously because Jesse called himself to say hey let's just call us the horseman from now on we're not going to do this for and we don't have a fourth person so this is how we're going to roll with it yep yeah 
Well, hey, listen, there's a few other things that I want to bring up here as we uh, move along this week. And uh, there's a few things that also happened earlier in the month. July 3rd, a show that we all are familiar with, The Great American Bash, is scheduled for the Omni. But it's canceled, and WCW held a house show at the Greenville Coliseum instead. You uh, and Roma would work against the Blondes in the semi-main event, and Flair, he teams with Sting and Dustin Rhodes to take on Sid Vicious, Rick Rude, and Bobby Eaton. Flair won the match when he pinned Bobby Eaton uh, following an elbow drop. And listen, I don't expect you to remember this, but any idea why, uh, when you have an event at the Omni, right? It's a staple event at Jim Crockett Promotions. So many years. It's canceled. And also, no Great American Bash event. Any recollection why here in 1993 the tour didn't take place, or why that could have been could have been the deal what, here? What was the date of that Omni show supposed to be? It, good call, July 3rd, the day before Independence Day. So it was right there. God, that would have been a deal where it would have been perfect to run a show because everybody was off work on the fourth. That's right. Nobody, you know. That, that would have been one, and I can't believe that I don't recollect it, but that would have been one knowing my history with the Omni and growing up, the Omni being the Madison Square Garden of the South and all that stuff. I, I can't imagine why the that. reasoning could, behind that. I don't know, ticket sales maybe? I, I don't know. Could it have been that bad? Uh, <laughs> It doesn't. We don't in the research. We don't have exactly the reasoning. But again, WCW would hold a house show at Greenville Coliseum instead and, and cancel the whole Omni well, deal. Well, Paul, here's the thing. You know, over all my years in the business, there was an occasional random booking of a town that the reason it had never been ran before is because maybe there was no economy in the town. Maybe it was any number of reasons that you would have canceled a spot show something else going on in the town that took away from what you had going could on could have been two or three forms of entertainment right. that showed up that you when you booked the town wrestling wise way back when this wasn't set up yet and now it's you find that there's so many other things you can do that particular day you know would be one reason but omni is not a spot show yeah that's headquarters that's home base especially when you had it named the great american bash as the show yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, God, I wish somebody, I wish somebody would dig that up. Maybe our information guy yeah. could find out exactly what happened because I'm, now I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll have uh, we'll have Andrew look into it as I uh, as I call him our uh, he he's our research guy. He he didn't run himself into the tree too hard after that last uh, episode where he made us watch that uh, movie show on the beach. Uh, you remember that where we had to watch that a little bit? I don't, I don't uh, put it out of my mind. Do you know how many times he has texted me and said, "Paul, you didn't say that I wasn't a fan of it. I was not a fan of it." And I'm like, "It's okay. We're, we're having fun. It's entertaining. I know you, that you weren't a fan of it." But the fact that we actually had to cover it, okay, that's why you should run your head right into a tree. All right, buddy. Well, well and and here's the reason that I, here's the reason that I address this stuff. If we go back and don't admit that as performers, producers, and everything else that we failed on some things, we hit grand slams on some other things. But if we don't recognize them and treat them honestly, and give it our honest opinion of of what we didn't know then, yeah, you know, that's not right either. Because hopefully we got a lot smarter as we got older and got more seasoned and, you know, and the company as well. They got, you know, 
figured out what worked for them and what didn't. Some of the stuff did and some of it didn't. Arm, we're going to pause and talk about our favorite sponsor once again this week. That's right, it's Blue Chew time. And they're here to make sure you're delivering that spine buster, putting that spine to the pine every single time the right way and making sure you're prepared to do so. And they have a special offer for the listeners of the Arn Show. Isn't that right, Arn? Arn? Well, guys, Arn's not around right now. I think he's taking care of business, if you know what I mean. And I want to make sure you have the opportunity to take care of business, too. Guys, Blue Chew is an online prescription service. No visits to the doctor's office. We talk about it every single week. No weird conversations. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. And remember the biggest perk and benefit of this, it ships right to your door in a discreet package. So listen, go to bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. They're just going to ask you a few questions, make sure you're good, your health's in order, and you can take it. And once they verify that, it's going to be at your door within days, all done online, very easy. And if you don't like swallowing pills, no big deal. The tablets are chewable, very easy to consume. So give it a try, guys. Listen, we hear a lot of folks that listen to our show that have reached out to us uh, directly through our show DMs and said, guys, you are spot on with what you've been talking about with Blue Chew. We have a lot of fun with it on the show, but I'm telling you, it takes away the worries, the anxiety, the stress, and helps you perform the way you want to perform, like a Hall of Famer, like Arn Anderson. So there you go. Check it out. BlueChew.com can make sure you're able to perform at your very best every time You get the opportunity to have fun, and here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN. That's right, just those three letters, A-R-N, at checkout. You just pay $5 shipping. That's it. BlueChew.com, promo code ARN to receive your first month free. Once again, go to BlueChew.com for more details and safety info. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Well, we're going to put uh, our Larry David of the show, uh, Andrew Hermes, on the task to see if he can figure out what in the world happened there and, uh, and find out if there was other entertainment. Who knows what was going on in town? But also, Arn, the same day as this house show, a six-man tag aired on WCW Saturday night, and this one's intended to further the storylines heading into Beach Blast. Uh, and in this one, we have it. Wyndham, Austin, and Pillman team together to take on Rick, Paul Roma, and yourself. And here's our second of four clips this week. We're going to see what happened when the Horsemen took on the Blondes and Wyndham on that Saturday night episode on July 3rd. Clear! 
deep rolled up in the ring. One, two, oh! Could have counted to seven or eight. That's the longest it. two count in history, Tony. Yeah, I would agree with that. And you're angry, I can tell. No, I'm not. I don't get emotionally involved in these things, unlike some other people who sit next to me. I'm it? No, not at that. Oh. Up on the metal turnbuckle. one foot can do. Anderson got the foot up, but can he get the arm out for the tag? That's the question here. He needs it. And he probably needs to tag Roma. Oh, no, he didn't get there. He was so close, but he missed it. He didn't realize how close he was there, Jeff. That could be the turning point of the match right there. A simple little mistake like that of not making the tag when the opportunity is there to make it. Now Flair screaming at the referee, screaming at Wyndham. Oh boy, tempers are really, really getting sideways here. Anderson of desperation out of just sheer instinct is fighting back with Wyndham here. Yes, sir, he got a knee in there. And you're talking about point blank. Three minutes remaining in this television program. And the TV time limit. This six-man tag two weeks before the collision at Beach Blast for the NWA and World Tag Team titles. You're watching it here on TBS and Saturday night in El Wyndham. The cover. No, sir. No, sir. Arn Anderson got out. And Flair is starting to do some taunting here. Well, it's a smart move by the Nature Boy right there. He's trying to taunt Wyndham. He's trying to get Wyndham's focus away from Arn Anderson to give Anderson the chance to recover. Flair is livid. He wants in there badly at the two-minute mark. Jawbreaker. There you see Flair. Boy, oh boy. Would he love a tag right now? He took quite a beating earlier in the match, but he has rebounded. But Arn Anderson, the man in trouble here. Anderson! Oh. Swinging neck breaker. He didn't get the full swing on it, but he got enough of it to derail Barry Windham temporarily. Now, can he make the tag? He is so close as he was moments ago. On his hands and knees, the enforcer reaching up. It's Flair! It's Flair! It's the Nature Boy! And now, going after Wyndham. Oh, yeah, you can't count around them. 60 seconds to go, Tony. And he needs to kick it into high gear here. What momentum he can give his team, leading to Beach Blast will win here. Momentum so important in pro wrestling. And Flair on the verge. Back suplex. Back suplex. Here it comes. He's going for the figure. No, not yet. Yes, he is. He's got him! 
That's Randy Anderson. It's over. He's called to the bell. This match is over. Flair will not let go. Flair can't let go, I don't think. What's the word here? What's the decision? What do we have? of the match as a result of a disqualification, the Horseman, Nature Boy McClare, the Enforcer Arn Anderson, and Paul Roma. What a war we saw, and it beats last, what a war we will see for Jesse Ventura, I'm Tony Schiavone, see you tomorrow night on the main event on TBS. There it is, Arn, we only watched the last five minutes of that match, but uh, a lot of action, what did you think of the physicality in that one? Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure from the sweat that, that I had going and Barry had going, what we didn't see prior to that, I imagine, was pretty fast-paced. It was, and I'm glad that you said fast-paced because that's one of the things I wanted to call out here, Arn, is Ric Flair, right? Working as a baby haste, it's definitely noticeable his style. Much more fast-paced, higher intensity. Did you notice that here with the way he worked when, once he got that hot tag? When... Uh, People in the know that have been around that, that are respected in this business that say Ric Flair was the great the greatest wrestler of all time. It's because of things like that. It's because of that fiery comeback. It was just him doing what he's doing, punching, chopping, kicking, but he's doing it to all the bad guys, and that's the only thing that he changes. He doesn't change his style up, and part of that style was he was just. When he got a hot tag, man, he was on fire. Tearing it up. And uh, and so that was a lot of fun. The other thing was it's, it's so clear. Austin and Pillman had something special as they worked together as a team. Uh, I mean, it's just every time we watch these clips with this Austin-Pillman connection, it, it, they were special. Well, and the thing I, that I say all the time is it's the best teams, the, the actual talent and their style of work, was completely different. It wasn't like they were trying to do everything, a double move to somebody, or they were dressing exactly alike, or their promos, one was similar to the other. The greatest teams, the guys were just different, and they complemented each other. And it's the same thing with Pillman and Austin. Totally different styles, totally different everything, but they complemented each other to a T. Mm. You guys are listening to the Under the Learning Tree this week at Tag Team Wrestling. Uh, what did you think of WCW adding Barry to this pairing? Because it felt like it was such a nice complimentary piece and meshed well with uh, with Austin and uh, and Pillman here. You could have put Barry Windham in a match with a bunch of squirrels and he would have <laughs> tore the joint down. <laughs> so just, true. That's just how good he was. Yeah, he, he was yeah. a rare talent. Squirrels. He he was special, man, and uh, even and it doesn't matter. Baby face, heel, smooth, and knew how to play both games. Psychology, everything he had it all. That there was nothing that that was missing, and he was just uh, it was such an honor and a pleasure to be in the ring with him. He uh, he tosses Nick Patrick on the floor. Pee Wee comes in. Jesse Ventura's like, "Who's this guy?" What did you think of the way that all uh, ended? That's my old friend Pee Wee Anderson. Know, for God's sakes! That's yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, and and the idea was that we got the win. The good guys got the win, but you didn't have to pin any of the bad guys. So in that case, the DQ for throwing the referee out of the ring worked. 
you know, you had you didn't have to be, you know, because you got to be very judicious on how many times you pin the bad guys or you take all the heat off of them. To your point, man, Pee Wee and Nick Patrick, two of the most well-known WCW referees of all time. So And great referees, both absolutely, of them. Absolutely. Well, listen, a major event takes place here, Arn, July 1993. You ready for this? WCW begins recording shows at Disney MGM. And a lot of people have spoken about this decision over the years. Eric Bischoff defends it, states that it was based on budgetary concerns and, you know, his attempt to reduce the amount of travel. And listen, we should remember Turner is first uh, and foremost a television company. But I want to ask you as a performer, what did you think of the decision to, hey, quit traveling? (laughs) I think I know what you're going to say. And, hey, let's take up some time and residence at MGM. I loved it. Yeah. Because everybody took the opportunity just about and made it a family vacation. He brought the family down there. And while we were doing three shows or four shows a day for any number of days, sometimes, what, what a week, we would be down there and we would be filming that many shows. I mean, they're doing the parks. They're laying out in the sun. We get to see them for dinner at night. We get to see them for just a minute in the mornings before we would go to the you know, to the studios, and there was no no driving and no flying. And for the guys, it was, it was awesome. Were there any concerns on your part about doing, setting up, setting that new precedence as far as, hey, we're not necessarily going to be making the towns and house show, house show, house show. Now, all of a sudden, we're in one location. Well, I worry a lot about one of the things that is so important to what we do, honest, real reactions from the fans. And these weren't necessarily wrestling fans that were coming to these shows. This was just like another ride at, at, at the park. That day, they would come in for an hour. They would watch a one-hour show. Or they would take them out of the building. would bring a fresh crowd in. They, weren't, they were just people. They could have been people from all around the world that had never seen a wrestling match. And I think I was worried that the reaction that we would get from them would would hurt the overall show because there's nothing worse than piping in a bunch of screaming and yaying and booing, and you're looking at the people sitting there and they're not doing anything. Right. Yeah. That's terrible. And it looks dull, and yet you hear all this noise, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist sitting at home to figure out what's happening. It's being piped in. And, uh, and then, you know, too, as a TV company, you realize, hey, they're going to start relying on television and, and obviously not enough on house show business. And, uh, you know, I don't know. That's, that's a big time move, I guess, in philosophy uh, when you're shifting, moving from those payoffs at the house shows. Here now, all of a sudden, it's, it's more televised wrestling. So, Well, the way you got away with this, because everybody was on guaranteed contracts. So it didn't matter what the house was. And you were kind of, Turner was paying himself. He owned the, the TV station. He owned the show. He owned the wrestling company. So he was paying himself, basically. You could get away with it that way. You couldn't have done it if you had an outside television and you weren't getting that revenue from the live events. And as you said, you were talking about the reaction of the fans. I think, I think some of the beauty of seeing live TV or wrestling events in a variety of locations is seeing the, is seeing how the crowd, the crowd reacts, what they bring to the table. That's part of it as a fan at home is seeing how's that Chicago crowd or that crowd in Atlanta or whatever the case may be. And when you lose that and it becomes sterile, 
I'm sorry, it's going to affect the product over time. Great observation. And the reality is for the cities around the country that had gotten wrestling and were used to getting a show every three months or, you know, whatever it may be, four months, two months, the great cities, the, the Atlantas, the, the Jacksonville, Florida's, the, the Greensboro's, the, you know, all the great wrestling cities, you name them, Chicago, whatever Philadelphia. the case, yeah. Philadelphia, you know, name them, they're not getting shows. And yeah. uh, you cannot neglect wrestling fans. They want re- the reason wrestling has never died, Paul, is because the fans don't want it dead. That's pure, simple fact. And that's where the growth comes. When you're out traveling, that's where the growth comes. We have an event in your town. Come see us. All right, I'll take my kids. The kids get hook, line, and sinker from a live event. And I'm telling you, that's where that starts to really pay off. And when you don't have that in your town or in your area or that opportunity to be at a hotel or whatever, meet your whatever the case may be, uh, it's going to have an impact on the business. Just my well, the reality is, five to ten thousand live screaming fans is a different experience than a studio TV match. No, without or a, a TV doubt. show, it's two different animals. And here's the other thing, and you and I have talked about this before when we discussed your run with uh, with the WWF with Tully. Is uh, WCW is going to start taping three episodes of television at a time at MGM, and we've talked about it as far as our, our with our listeners have heard this before. If you've been listening to the show for a while, the challenges with recording TV storylines three weeks in advance, uh, you know, than when it's presented and keeping up with all what's going on, right? Well, what happens when you show up and it's uh time for that episode to to uh, air but a week earlier a guy blew his knee out right bingo how do you patch that hole yeah you really can't right so this and and nowadays it, it would never work just with social media and everything else uh that that that's available so uh, good stuff. We're going to move on from that discussion uh, as far as the decision um, to tape wrestling at Disney. It was business as usual for WCW, though, as they're building the Beach Blast. And one of the ways Ole attempted to do this was by featuring the Hollywood Blondes running the horsemen down during an interview segment to close out the July 17th episode of WCW Worldwide. And it wouldn't be our show if we didn't show this. It's our third clip of the week. Remember, we only have four. And we're going to listen to Brian Pillman and Steve Austin and what they had to say about you, Arn, and Paul Roma. Buckle up. Here we go. Millions sat at home in disbelief as they watched their champions become the victims of a cold-blooded, premeditated attack courtesy of the horsemen well it should have came off like clockwork but it didn't you see the horsemen neglected to account for the determination the will the courage the sheer desire to survive some of the qualities that have made the blondes the greatest one-two punch that has ever graced the face of god's green earth the same one-two combination that's gonna blow in the beach blast and shatter the horseman legacy once and for all. To say that I'm totally disgusted right now, Mr. Shivani, would be the biggest understatement of the year. Paul Roma, what were you thinking when you ran into the Clash of Champions and interfered in our match? Were you thinking, let me do my good deed for the day and help out the nature boy in double A? Is that what you were thinking? 
Keep in mind, Roma, that you didn't jump on just anyone's back. You jumped on the back of a Hollywood blonde. And nobody, but nobody, cheap shots the blondes. You know, Double A R and Anderson, you're the single greatest tag team wrestler in the world today. But not even you can salvage what Roma has created. Excuse us. Well, fans, into the fever pitch. And it's the Sunday. As these four men will collide on pay-per-view. Fans, we are out of time. We'll join you this Sunday at Beach Blast. And they'll get it on for the tag team title. Uh, I love it. That had an old school f- a feel to it, man. The, the we're out of time. And listen, there was no shenanigans, jokes, etc. It was, hey, we're, we're treating this very uh, significantly, seriously. They're going to put you over. And then, of course, they're going to tell everyone they're going to beat you at the pay-per-view. This was a fun one. Well, they just wholesale put themselves in the babyface role. For the people that don't like those guys, that's a real rub in the... You know what I mean? They, yeah, they put themselves in the role of a victim. And that's just good heat. It's just smart. It was like we had done a bunch of bad deeds to them when the reality is it was quite the opposite. Today, with our crazy schedules, you and I both benefit from AG1. Arn, just one scoop, and it gives you 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals. I'm talking improving your gut health, sleeping better, improved focus, What's not to like, this is a slam dunk, and better yet, you're going to sleep better and recover better. It costs less than $3 a day. It's completely worth the investment in you, and it's received 7,000-plus five-star reviews. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. It's so simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements. And to make it easy, AG1 is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag1.com forward slash arm. Again, that's drinkag1.com forward slash arm to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Smart. Yeah, so there it is. I was going to ask you, what did you think about this more serious presentation? But you just said it. It was smart. And it was a nice change of pace from what they've been doing all along with the, uh, you know, the insults and the goofy stuff and old man and all that other stuff. Because it came from out of nowhere. They went from being those whiners and criers in the previous weeks to this one promo. Now they completely switched direction. Smart. So good. So good. Well, listen, Beach Blast 93, we're here. It's July 18th, 1993. It is Biloxi, Mississippi. 8,600 fans attended the event, but only 4,000 of those fans were paid. And this card arn is stacked from top to bottom. Rick Rude and Dustin Rhodes competed in an Ironman match for the United States Championship. Okay, how good is that? It ends in a draw as each man gains uh, gained a pinfall. Arn, you had worked a lot with Dustin in his early years, and now he's moved on to working with Rick Rude, who here, he's one of the top heels in the company following his return from the injury in that singles match, and he's often considered one of the best heels of the golden era of wrestling. What was it about Rick Rude in your mind that helped make this pairing with Dustin so effective? 
you knew that Rude was a guy that had more experience. He's a grown-ass man. When you looked at him and then you looked at Dustin, who was a young kid in the business, it just looked like a mismatch to me. I mean, Rick Rude carried himself like a guy that would kick your ass in any setting you wanted to put him in. And uh, for Dustin, it looked like he was going to have an uphill battle that he couldn't possibly win. That was just me looking from the outside in. The beauty of this, though, here, too, is Dustin, right? He's three years in the business, and now here he is in an Ironman match against Rick Rude, and you got to be pleased with what you're seeing at this point in his career as we're watching together with how much he's progressed in the business. Whoever named him the natural was exactly right. If it was Dusty, he was right on. He was. He's a natural. He is. Well, listen, as we discussed uh, last week, thanks to that silly mini-movie, the main event of this one featured the master of the power bomb, uh, Sid. Yeah, Vader against Sting and Davy Boy Smith. Sting and Davy Boy earned the win in this one when Davy Boy pinned Vader with a crucifix. And of note, according to our man Richard Land, that's right, he's from the history of WWE.com. This was the debut of Vader's uh, using the moonsault. Now, Arn, listen, you've sat on the show. You've talked about the athleticism of this man. 450 pounds doing a moonsault in 1993. I bet it's safe to say you never saw anything like this before in your illustrious career. Have you seen someone his size, mass, I mean, doing a moonsault? No, of course not. I don't know. Well, nobody was that big, number one. The only guy bigger than Vader would have been Andre the Giant. Right, and he wasn't doing any moonsaults. Yeah, he wasn't getting his feet. Never got six inches off the mat. The giant—that's for sure. Except yeah. maybe the one time he got slammed by From Hogan. Hogan. Yeah. yeah. Um, Leon was just a different. A I mean, he's freak. a pro—he's a pro football player. True. You know, and he's a lineman. He's a pro football player. Those guys are special athletes. You look at a. You look at them today, you know, you, you look at offensive linemen, defensive linemen. These guys are 350, 360 pounds and move like gazelles out there, man. And they play for four quarters, which means their cardio is way up on top of that. That's a good point. You know, you think about it. Some of these guys actually can dunk a basketball nowadays at that size. Sure. So... It makes a lot of sense. Leon had it all, though, and I know uh, he, he was just in tremendous ahead of his time at this point in 1993 for what he was doing in the ring for his size. And then uh, we also have in the semi-main event of the night, Flair defeated Barry Windham in about 11 minutes and 30 seconds. He pins Windham with the figure four leg lock. And Jesse Ventura interviewed Flair ringside, and he mentioned his potential uh, potential opponents are going to include Vader, Sting, and Rick Rude. And Double A, this would be the last time we see Barry for 10 months. He would return to Slamboree 1994 as a mystery opponent for Flair's world title. But do you know why uh, Barry left the company at all at this time? Yeah, because, it, you know, this I do remember. It's because it, it wasn't the run that he was promised. Barry had been promised on more than one of occasion, more than one occasion, to have a bona fide run as the world champion. And how long did he have it? Not long. We've covered. I, it's it's just been a few months. Putting it back on Flair. I remember Barry just saying, you know, 
just not right. It's Transitional not champion, it feels like. Yep, it's not what we talked about, and it gives me nowhere to go. So, Taking a break. Went home. Mm. There you go. And lastly, uh, for as we cover here this event, you and Roma attempted to dethrone the Hollywood Blondes in a match. Arn, are you ready for this? Your match with the Blondes, 26 minutes long. Brother, I was a cardio machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Buddy, Does I that surprise you? When I heard you had a tag match that went over 26 minutes, I got to admit, I was surprised. Almost a half-hour-long tag match, yes. Bobby Eaton and I wrestled Dustin and Steamboat in the Omni one night for 60 minutes. Bet you, didn't long... know, bet you didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't. I bet our research guy did. He's just good like that. But listen, we're not going to play all 26 minutes. And I know we have fans and listeners that are thankful that we're not going to do that. But we had the final five minutes of this match. We're going to watch it together, and then we're going to discuss it. It's our final clip of the week. Arn and Paul Roma challenge the Blondes for the World Tag Team titles. It's July 18th, 1993. Beach Blast. You don't think our fans will want to watch the whole 26 minutes? Uh, maybe if we talk through it, I don't think they'd want to listen to Ventura talk through it. All right, but here we go. And by, we start off this five minutes and it looks like stone cold, uh, as I'll call him, has boots to you and Pillman just going right across your throat. We want to listen to a little bit of the commentary here. Sure. All right, let's check it out. Roman now back to his corner and Anderson still trying to fight from underneath. We have followed his career, at least I have for many years, and I've seen some great Arn Anderson matches. I've seen him become a world television champion, a world tag team champion. I've seen him come very close to being a world heavyweight champion as well. But right now, he is showing me that there's more to Arn Anderson than just the enforcer, that there's a tremendous amount of desire, tenacity, determination to fight back because the world tag team champions are unloading on him right now. And there's the legal tag to Flying Brian. And he rolls him up. Inside Cradle. He's got it. Look at Roma. It's Roma's a... arguing with the referee. Unbelievable that would have been it. That would have been a six count. And Arn Anderson still came back with that roll up. Unbelievable. Why did Roma tie up the referee? Well, it's the emotion of the sport, Jesse. That's the only thing I can say. But you have to control your emotions well, if you're going to be a champion. It's easy for us to say sitting down here and not in the heat of the battle. No, Tony, I've been up there before. You've got to control your emotions. That's what I'm saying. They collide. Noggin to noggin. Now, you heard a fan scream out, come on, double A. And he needs to make a tag desperately. Like you said, Roma is probably back now, ready to go. Flying Brian makes tag on Anderson, is cut off again. Austin in. Oh. Stunning Steve drops him straight down on a nice belly back suplex. And adds more pain to the enforcer, Arn Anderson. Wow, what a match. Here's a cover. Pure instinct is all that's kicking out right now for Arn Anderson. You're right, Jeff. Just the instinct. When he hears one, two, his body reacts. I don't think his mind is. 
Arn, how fun is it for you to listen to these guys commentate your matches? Because you never got to do, obviously you were in the match, never heard what they had to say, but is this a, a fun part of it for you as you watch these clips? You know why they're able to do that and explain to the naked eye what, what's going on in the ring? Everybody doesn't understand this 100%. You know, they're looking at it and they think they know what they're saying, but the reason is because we're selling everything. It's slowed down to where everything means something. We're in a fight here for our lives, which gives the announcers time to tell you, if you're an audience member, what exactly you're seeing and button it up. I thought, too, at the beginning, Tony Schiavone really doing a nice job of putting you over in terms of your accolades, what you've accomplished in the business. That type of stuff just gives more credence and more oomph to, to you as a wrestler and, this, and the match as a whole as far as selling what's, what we have going on here. Well, and it's the truth. Tony was there for all of it. We traveled together back and forth to some TVs and Jim Crockett promotions and stuff. We were very, very good and still are very good friends. Yeah, no, this is this is good. And uh, Arn, you're carrying the bulk of the of the load here in the ring for this tag team match. At least the section of it that we're watching. Obviously, this is a long card. We'll uh, go back to what they have to say here. Jer flying, Brian. Come on, old man, get up. Anderson once again. Look at this warrior trying to get to his feet. Yeah. Arn Anderson. on Brian Bryan. The newest horseman in. Anderson back in too. Now, Austin Aliyah, man. Here it is. Oh. Spine buster. You can't count that. No. Did he get it or not? Went two. Brian Bryan saved it. Roma rolling up Austin. Oh my! He got Austin it. Austin on top. One, two, three. They win it. They keep the titles. The Blondes win it. Ladies and gentlemen, the winners and still world tag team champions, the Hollywood. Blinds. Oh, what a match. Oh, you're angry, Tony. Come on. I tell you what, they stunned a lot of people, a lot more people than you and I really know, Jess. So there it is. Uh, we're going to cut out of that one. But, man, you said it. Uh, you And we joked about it before we went into it, about your amazing cardio. But all four of you, amazing condition. This one went 26 minutes, as we said. The finish comes when Pillman hits Roma with the clothesline. Austin gets the handful of tights, gets the pinfall. What did you think, though, about your chemistry at this point with Paul in the ring as a tag team? Uh, he had a lot more babyface skills, number one, than I did. I mean, a lot more. I didn't have any, to be honest with you. I was just a guy miscast. It was just, uh, you know, it was one of those situations, like I said, it was not the best, most favorable 
position for Paul to walk into. You know, as you watched him make a comeback too, he had some good, very good babyface skills. He just, it was just one of those situations where the audience will accept some things and some things they want. And you got to be smart enough if you're running a wrestling company to spot what's getting over and what's not and what the potential to get over is and look into your crystal ball and see. And that was just one that was not in the works. It was not going to work. I'm with you there. One more question, then we'll jump into some uh, some fan questions before we wrap up this episode. And that is the pacing, right? We keep, I keep talking about 26 minutes long. Talk about what it takes to keep the audience interested in a long tag team match such as this one. You don't throw away a bunch of big moves. You know, you had a move set. Like if you if you listen to the spine buster reaction, that was one of the things that the audience knew. If I could hit that, that was going to be it, new champions. And when I did hit it, they that was a reaction like this is it. But the save came, and the save coming at the last second was the drama of it. You have to sell everything accordingly during the course of a 26-minute match. And make sure that, you know, nothing gets thrown away because if you throw something away, it's gone forever. And you gotta you gotta be able to wrestle, try to gain control. One team tries to gain control over the other, and that's part of the struggle of the first ten minutes of a match. Who's gonna get control first? And uh, that's why structuring a match is very important and knowing what you're doing and knowing what your opponent's move set is mm -hmm. and what to stay away from and what to go to and what to call on the fly. It's just, it's one of those things that you just acquire, Paul, and you learn and you learn how to work and you do your homework and you study everything that your opponent does well and or doesn't do well and you maneuver your way around it. It's the best way I can explain it. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Well, listen, Arn, as I said, that's going to wrap up our coverage of July 1993. But before we get out of here, uh, we do have some questions that I want to go over with you. First, we get uh, one from the professor, Drew Landry, and he's back and wants to know, where does Paul Roma rank among your favorite or best partners? Uh, it wasn't a question of favorite. It was... Uh, I mean, I would have tried to make every anything, everything work uh, I mean I don't I just don't want to sound negative about it there's been enough negative stuff over the years I mean I was given a job to do and I did my best to do it and I, and I think too it's one of those things where you know when you have chemistry with some more than others and the chemistry just wasn't there uh, is that fair to say uh, with you and Paul hundred percent. And you got to remember, Paul didn't come in and walk into a big shove. He walked in from another company where he hadn't necessarily been used properly or the right way. Let's just put it to you this way. Or maybe that's not even the right way to say it, but he hadn't been used well with the previous company that he had been working for. So when he walked in the door at WCW, it wasn't like you had walked a guy in that had been a top guy for three years. You know what I'm saying? I do. And he was expected to get this, you know, just because he looked the part and right. all that stuff that that he was supposed to be accepted as as being horseman material, and the audience just didn't accept it. 
Uh, uh, Nick Lenz has a fun question. Was he, was he receptive to coaching? Did you remember any specific conversations with Paul on, hey, can, what can I work on or what can we do better? No, no. He, okay. was, he had been in the business probably longer than I had at that time. Hmm. So it was not like he was a young guy walking in. In today's world, some guys won't help and some don't. There you go. Dylan uh, asked, was Arn ever thinking of jumping ship to another promotion during this time, or was his entire focus on WCW at this point in his career? What, what, pro, what promotion would that have been? You were done with WWF. Yeah. There was only two. Yeah, I left one. It just kind of put me in, ride this one out as long as you can. Because there you go. He already burnt that bridge. Uh, Gavin says Roma has been pretty critical of his time in the Horseman and Rick specifically in the years that have passed. Do you think Roma could have worked as a Horseman if people weren't expecting Tully? And do you think Pretty Wonderful would have been a better way to round out the Horseman with Paul Orndorff and then and keep you as a single? So have you know Orndorff and Roma the tag team and you and Flair and and have you maybe continuing to do your singles thing? You know I think Paul and Paul were a you're talking about good chemistry? They yeah. they had it. Similar looks, great tans, great but great physiques, great skills. Paul Orndorff was a hell of a performer. Looked like a million dollars and was double tough. That was a good fit. That would have been better for Paul walking in the front door to put him immediately with Orndorff. Yes, I agree. Now they would have looked at him completely different. How about Orndorff as a horseman? That could have been fun. Damn right. Yeah, what about like it? It. what about him and Ted DiBiase together? Oh yeah, walking up and going, "Hey, how about we take those spots?" Yeah, Arn, Flair, DiBiase, and Orndorff. Come on, that's pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, Brad Stanton wants to know if you think that the Horsemen should not have come back at this point in time, or were you happy with the decision to bring them back and give it another run? Well, you got to remember, we left on top. Jim Crockett Promotions. We were on top, drawing a lot of money with the Midnight Express. And we had been working on top for several years. It's not like you can just walk in the door and ignore that. You just can't. You can't. Uh, Alex Pyers Redondo wants to hear a funny story or two about Brian Pillman. Any funny stories about Brian? Brian was just, a, he was one of those jokers in the locker room. I mean, he was intelligent, articulate, and he would blister guys, you know. And I don't remember the exact things, but, it, you know, if a guy was, say a guy was overweight, but he was well-liked and you could pick at him about it, Pillman would jump on that kind of stuff. Okay. He should, I mean, everybody liked Brian. Brian was a lot of fun to be around, and because... You know, he would walk around the locker room, and he was one of the jokers of the locker room. But when it came down to nut-cutting time to have a match, he was dead serious. And he would go out, and uh, he was uh, he was a guy that could understand what match he was in, what the psychology needed to be, how to work the match. I mean, he was a, he was a pro. I, uh, a wrestling historian asked a question, Arn, that is so spot on to some conversation that we just had. It's almost like he was reading your mind. He said, do you think Barry Windham should have had a longer reign as NWA champion, or did it end at the right time with Ric Flair beating him here? Thanks in advance. That's the whole reason he left now, he just learned. Yep. Yeah, and, and Ric Flair didn't need to be the champion. He's Ric Flair. That's right. 
Barry could have got a lot more and uh, he would have contributed a lot more to the company and the business in general if you'd have gave him a legitimate run and have him beat the top guys because he's Barry Wyndham for God's sakes. Arn, two more questions and we'll wrap it up. Scott Golden says, did you think the Blondes were going to be a long-term team for the WCW brand like the Rock and Roll Express or Midnight Express? They should have been. Right. I'm sorry. They got cut off way, way soon from what they should have. I mean, those guys had another, if you wanted to use them, right, a couple more years together. Damn, right. They could have been right there with those guys. They were so well, good. Yes, yes. All right. Finally, Brian Hurrams asked, we should see, we would see the return of the Nasty Boys around this time. During this time, there was a, were not a lot of established teams. Does Arn think when teams are just thrown together that it's going to hurt the tag division? What do you mean as far as who their opponent is or making when of teams, a team? When teams, making of teams, yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, it's a, such an advantage to have a like mindset and have guys that have experience and understand the business and understand what working a tag match is. Not, not every team, just because they're a team, doesn't mean they understand all the functions of a tag team and what what your structuring of the match is and all those things it's uh it's just not a gimme that you put two guys that look great together and go okay you guys have been the business for five six years you're not rookies you guys should do great well not necessarily that's right. It's, it's something you work on, and you and you gotta and you gotta work on it together, and be on the same page, and talk about philosophy and what's our structure and who's doing what here, and can we do some moves to complement each other? And there, I'm sure there's so much to it, Arn, that you know we as wrestling fans don't even think about. Well, just to, just to give you an example that maybe you noticed and maybe you didn't, but uh, of all the clips we watched today and all the tag matches, who sold? You were selling, buddy. You know why? Because it, it made perfect sense. It just made, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to be that guy that's on the, the apron trying to get that tag, trying to coach that tag, coach it, and is going to be able to come in and do a bunch of incredible offense. So, you know what? Sell. You sold for the hot tag for Flair. You sold for the hot tag for Roma. And that's what, what you were doing. And because they were better qualified to make the, come back and that's what being part of a team is understand how you get the most out of your opponents and mm. the match what a uh, what a great uh, show this was Arn. thank you so much that's going to conclude july 1993 uh somewhat of a reset and a regroup for the company flares back in the driver's seat as the champ you and roma are in the hunt for the tag titles the television is now being taped at disney and uh, the roster's loaded with talent for Bischoff and Ole to utilize. Uh, but what I want to remind everybody, if you uh, and your business are targeting that 25 to 54-year-old demographic, there's no better place than to advertise with us right here on The Arn Show. You've heard us do it uh, for so many companies, and it's because it works. So check it out, advertisewitharn.com right now. Find out more how you can advertise on the Arn Show, uh, we do have a super targeted audience. There's little that goes to waste, and we've seen some great success partnering with many of you uh, that have partnered with us. So check it out, advertisewitharn.com right now, and be a part 
of the Arn Show. Arn, next week, we move on to August 1993, another Clash of the Champions. It's Arn and Paul Roma, and they're going to win the World Tag Team titles. Rick Rude steps up to the Rick to Rick Flair, and uh, he's going to be challenging him for the NWA World Title. We build the War Games 1993, and I can't wait for this one, pal. We discuss the infamous debut of the Shockmaster. Oh, it's here! It's here and upon us. Arn, that's going to wrap us up for this week. For the founder, the Hall of Famer, the coach, Arn Anderson. This is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right back here next week for another episode of Arn. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson from SaveWithConrad.com. Heads up, homeowners, all of a sudden your house has worked more than ever these last few years. But what are we going to do with that newfound equity? No, I'm not suggesting you sell your house or go buy something else. But didn't we all make this decision when we bought a house where we said, hey, someday we'd like to, and one day it would be nice if, maybe it's the dream kitchen, maybe it's an in-ground pool, maybe it's a man cave. But you've got this newfound equity, and I think we should use some of that equity to turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket. But even better than that, we're routinely helping folks do this and they wind up with a cheaper monthly payment. So if you got the dream house you always wanted with no money out of pocket and your payments went down, how easy is that? Find out how easy it is to turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket right now at SaveWithConrad.com. We can't wait to hear about your projects. Tell us what your dream is. We're going to help you make it happen at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on a sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.